Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello, welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound. It is episode 338 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. We are in a new Breaker and Bane headquarters. Yes. I feel like the acoustics are different in here. They are. They are. Do you think this is going to sound weird? Uh, we're going to find out. I mean, it's yeah. it's a much smaller room. Is that good or bad? Uh, well, it's easier for sound to reverb a yeah. little bit. But, I mean, it's carpeted, so that definitely helps. This, If this was wood floor, this would suck. Yeah, but, it would probably sound awful. Um, but. but, no, it's not, it's not bad. I think it's also one of those things, too, because I remember... Uh, my, not the last breaker. This is like the fourth breaker in main headquarters. There's been a lot. Yeah, I moved too much. I got this. I think I'm gonna stop that now. Yeah, well, I've you're, been moving. Kind of locked now. Yeah, I've been moving for like years, and this is like, this is like I'm done. This yeah. is it. <laughs> but um, the second breaker in main headquarters, I was in a rental house, and it had wood floors. Yes. And we 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 dropped some sound. And we we're like, that doesn't sound that bad. Mm-hmm. And it didn't initially, no. but then you listen back and you're like, oh, that's a huge difference. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's a thing. Yep. Where you kind of just like, oh, that sounds way different. Oh, yeah. But I am tired. I'm cracking this here bang energy. I, yeah, I bet you're tired from all that moving. Dude, it, well, let me tell you, moving is probably the worst thing ever. That's what they should do to like um, life criminals. You're going to be in a moving company for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the worst because it never stops. Oh yeah. And then I've been playing the uh, the game that I know you you know all too well. Um, keep throw away. Yes. Um, <laughs> what that means is like, so, you know, the house you're in now. So I mean, I know before that you were probably living in an apartment or whatever. So you don't have when you're in an apartment or a small place, you don't have much shit. Right. You start accumulating it. Yep. And then it's like, okay, I'll just put this here. I'll put that there. I'll put this here. Put that there. But then. You leave and you don't really know. Okay, do I need this? Do I need that? Yeah. Do I box it? Do I just throw it away? Am I ever going to use that again? I totally forgot I had. You know, there's a lot of that. Oh yeah, yeah. We have a we have a whole room in our house that is is our our quote unquote storage room mm-hmm. because we don't have a garage. It's a junk room. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's a junk room, and and uh, I've legit thought like 
I guarantee I can go in there, trash everything, and nobody would know. Yeah. Because if it's been in there that long, you don't need it. That's where, you know, we got ring skirts coming up. He's our guest this week. Big fig life guy. And, you know, that's where I, I look at Jeff and Scott. They're like, they still have like, their LJNs and their Hasbros. And I'm like, for me, that's just so hard to keep up with all that stuff after moves. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because you just start boxing stuff. And next thing you know, you have no idea where something is. I'm positive some of my old Hasbros got thrown away. Right. And probably the LJNs. Right. Because well, and you, probably your parents played the... Uh, Played the trash keep game. Absolutely. And they're like, he just played these. Yeah. Yeah. He's too that's old not, for That's now. not worth anything. Although they're throwing away like 200 bucks if it's in decent shape. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, none of ours were. Well, of course. All, all the all the uh, the tight paints had been worn off and all that. But Dude, I had some. I had a Greg Valentine that I got at a uh, garage sale when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. like half of his face was bitten off. That's wild. I mean. You know, in the Toys of Madison, it said dog toys. Yeah. A dog bit his face off, you know, so yeah. kind of that was what they were. I know uh, Ricky the Dragon and Macho Man, his, like, arm was coming off. Yeah. Because of just the crease, you know, just peeling away from each other. And it was just mm-hmm. poor guys, you know. They, those took a beating. Yeah. I know Jeff at Fully Posable always talks about how they're well-loved. Which yes. That's a, that's a good way of putting that they are beat to hell. Yes. Yes. So. Well, like I said, Nate from Ring Skirts will be coming up again this week for part two. Um, so I opted to use the Mountie picture. Yep, I saw that. Did you like that? Looked good. Looked very good. <laughs> it's, it's that's an incredible. <laughs> that's an incredible Halloween costume. I'm, I'm telling you, man, he's he is perfect at those cosplays. Dude, he, he does some he does some amazing work. Yeah. So um, give give Nate a, a follow at Ring Skirts on his Instagram and on his Twitter and just kind of see what he's doing, man. He's doing some cool stuff. Absolutely. Um, War games that WrestleMania nine sets freaking incredible. Yeah, I just, I just, I dig it. Like that's a guy's basement. This should be a museum. All the crap he has. Yes, and I know he doesn't. He told me on the show he doesn't have it all set up all the time. But still, I'd be like, you know, let's do some tours in here. I want to see <laughs> right. this stuff. This is cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but what do you say we, uh, man, we dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. <laughs> Shout out to Stone Cold. I got your mid swig. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Some bitch. Uh, Stone Cold don't give a F. Yeah. Uh, well, Gallows and Anderson uh, in the news this week. Of course, um, counting down the days from that non compete from WWE. Uh, then they announced that they had signed with Impact Wrestling. Yep. Which I think I felt like it was a little bit of a shock to me because I felt like AEW was definitely the place they were going to go. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a layup, really. So they show up at Impact. They show up at Slammiversary, um, which is their one of their bigger pay per views. Sure. Of course, we also saw EC3 do a teaser. Eric Young showed up. Yep. Heath Slater showed, or Heath Miller, I guess, is going to be now. Yeah. Showed up. So a lot of guys showing up there, which is awesome for Impact. Sure. You know, getting a lot of a lot of new blood in there. Um. Gallows Anderson though not super uh, not super shy about sharing their feelings about WWE and Paul Heyman yeah and kind of how they felt uh, things went at the end and I guess um, they had revealed that they were all set to come to AEW which I kind of thought they might be mm-hmm. at one point because I know they were really tight with the Bucks I know they were really tight with Jericho it seemed like a layup to have yeah. those guys and um, their contracts were coming up and WWE opted to resign them for big big money yeah. Um, which we all know that they offered the revival big big money as well, and they off- obviously didn't take it. But here's my thing, man. Like if if <laughs> if you're about to leave your company, and they're like, all right, we're gonna triple your pay. I'm like, 
yeah, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, yeah. I mean, that's money does talk. I'm not saying it's right, but I totally get it. Yeah, but you know, and money talks, but it a lot of times, though, like, you get that paycheck, and then it's like you're still doing the same thing that you hate doing. Yeah. And so it's like ultimately you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, even even with the money. So yeah, I mean, gals and are a different story than the revival. But like thinking of like guys like the revival, I totally get why they left. Yeah, but well, I think with gals and Anderson, a lot of it too is as over as those guys were. It was amazing to me that they weren't um, being used better. Yeah, and then they they put him back with AJ. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool. They were part of the Boneyard match, which was also cool. Yeah. Maybe something would happen. Gallows brings back the face paint, which I'm all about. I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, up at, I don't know whether they were they were let go. Now they've revealed that I guess there's actually some a little bit of tension with all AEW. Yeah. Because of them basically saying, hey, we're coming. But then the last minute, like, yeah, no, we're not. Yeah. And I've speculated to you that I think maybe, because I guess Jericho's got a little bit of heat there and so do the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... The whole mixing friendship and business, and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want it to. Yeah. Um, I think they're trying to rebuild that fence, which I hope they do, because I think they would be... I don't know how exclusive the Impact contract is, but I'd love to see them show up in New Japan and AEW. I think that'd be awesome. Absolutely, yeah. But they um, talked about a little bit of heat with Jericho. I wonder... They didn't say it directly, but people connected those dots. Let me throw that out there. But I wonder if... They were supposed to have Santana and Ortiz spot in the inner circle. I mean, it's very possible. I mean, because I remember when Santana and Ortiz debuted, they made the whole mystery tag team this huge deal. And then for it to be Santana and Ortiz, nothing against those guys, but like... But like they were on impact, but they weren't doing much. Yeah. So kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't... And I never, I've never really felt like they fit with the inner circle as well. No. I mean, somebody like Gallows and Anderson, I mean, they... they would have fit better. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Santana and Ortiz, a great tag team. Right. Nothing against them. But, I, yeah, I, when when they were the ones that were showing, I was like, oh, okay. That's that's It's similar to Jake Hagar, you know. Well, and, and he was their big end for the first TV, which is like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think had it been Gallows and Anderson, that would have been a much different story. Absolutely. So, you know, but again, it doesn't always work out like you want. It is what it is. Right. Um, horror show at Extreme Rules. Yes. <laughs> yes. I personally would have rather them just drop the Extreme Rules. I know that that's one of your pay-per-view events. I've always thought that name sucks. Yep. Uh, but I'm all about the WWE horror show. Like, I would have been, been like, yes. If you look at the way they had like their presentation set up, Extreme Rules was in very small font in most yes, places. It was. It was definitely the horror show. It was just they wanted to keep that name. I've always been a big believer in making the pay per views around what's happening. Yeah. Like uh, back in the day, it felt like Buried Alive just was like, oh, here we yeah. go. Like when they're predictable what's happening next month, it's like, eh. Right. I don't know. It doesn't seem as exciting. Oh, it's Extreme Rules. Okay. Oh, it's Hell in a Cell. Okay. Yeah. But if like Hell in a Cell comes out of nowhere, now it's exciting to right. me because it's not a planned match. Right. Um, but I would be. I I think this is me personal. I'm smacking my microphone here. Just doing random pay per view names. No, you know, uh, no every year event. Just this is horror show. This one's whatever. Yeah. You know, and just doing different stuff. I think that would be more exciting, especially during the time of a pandemic. Yeah. Well, and and I I've never been a big fan of about. 60% of the names that they have. I mean, like, 
WrestleMania needs to be a staple. Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, those need to be the big four. But, like, make the other eight months just random names. Like you said, what's going on that month, you know? Right. Well, you know, Roadblock, uh, Battleground. Right. Uh, so many of them, I feel like, are just like, eh. yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Like, I just, it's hard for me to care. Yeah. And uh, this would have been a way for me to be like, oh, WWE yeah. Horror Show. Yeah. That's interesting. If it would have been in October. Yeah, well, yeah, it would have been money. Obviously, it was horrible timing. Right. Or at least, if they had that idea, save it for a, a little bit. Like, right. Do a cool set. I mean, do Haunted House. I mean, give me... Give me old, like do Halloween Havoc stuff, but make it like a little bit actually scary, right? Not campy, you right. know. Like I'd be all about it. Uh, I didn't actually watch the whole show. I did watch some. I kind of tapped out around the uh, I four and I match. Did you watch the whole match? I did. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I don't know. Good stuff, man. Did that like eyeball. Good stuff. What'd you think? <laughs> it was. It was bad. It was exactly what I knew it was going to be. It, to me, Seth Rollins almost like uh, did he actually puke? He or? actually puked. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if it was real, but... I, okay, so this is... I understand that you have to pull your logical thinking out sometimes. Right. I'm well aware. Yeah. But in this day and age, when we know when someone gets legitimately hurt, they have a doctor on scene yep. to check on them during the match, just like they would for Ultimate Fighting. Right. You can't sanction a match where you yank a dude's eyeball out. Right. That doesn't work. Right. <laughs> right. Like, hey, we're WWE, and we we want the best for our athletes. Yeah. But this guy's losing an eyeball. Right. <laughs> it just. I mean, it's like, it, why is Rey Mysterio in the weirdest matches ever? I, he's, like custody of Dominic in a ladder match? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they uh, they do the things they do to him, but it's a, uh, I don't know. And, and how does he not win that match? I mean, the whole story revolved around, like, him just getting pummeled. The entire time. I think he's actually... I've heard his contract's up. Okay. And he's leaving. Oh. So that might be why. So they're um, not trying to... What a weird match to send him off with. Well, yeah. I mean... Um, I don't know. A lot of people have knocked Lucha Underground in the past. Yeah. But I don't feel like Lucha Underground tried to be something that it wasn't. No, I mean, they you tried know, to be mythical, but like... But I mean, but they were very like, this is our deal. Right. And so it's like, okay... Yeah, but they if weren't you're straight laced and then took a right turn into mythical. Like when you're WWE, it's like you're either to me you're either entertainment or you're not. Mm -hmm. I, I'll never forget I was in developmental and um, something happened in a match that was considered by the coach hokey, and all it was it was a three three way match and the two heels covered the baby face at the same time. The ref counted it and he kicked out of both. And this guy went ballistic. Mm -hmm. There's no way that's possible. You told every person in that crowd that this is not real. But, you know, he just went off. The thing is with pro wrestling is there's always those things that will irritate you. Yeah. But when you're in the business that others may not. I mean, Jim Ross has said on his podcast numerous times, the 10 punches in the corner. So I can tell he hates that. Yeah. Even though that's a staple of our childhood, right? What babyface didn't do that at some point? Right. It's, it, you know, everyone counts along. It's, it's part of wrestling. Yeah. And, uh. And so this guy, I was talking to him after. He goes, he goes, what did you think? And I was like, me personally, I don't think it's a big deal. He goes, it's like either you're wrestling or you're MMA. Right. You can't be both. Right. You can't sit there and present a hokey product 
but then everything's legitimate. I'm like, right. no, I, I totally agree. And I feel like WWE treads that line sometimes, yeah. whichever way they want to direct you on their product. Yeah. Whereas Lucha, I felt like they did a good job of like, no, this is an over-the-top presentation of pro wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, we have thousand-year-old characters and people right. die and stuff, but it's a it's a television Brian show. Brian Cage had his own Infinity Gauntlet. Right. You know? I mean, it was like, it was nuts what was going on. Right. And again... That didn't last, so no. that's not to say it's the right answer, but it, it's one of those things that was their own presentation. Yeah, and, but I mean, the, the fanfare, I feel like for Lucha Underground is like, it's it's almost got like a cult following now that it's over. Right. You know, and, and people kind of see what see it for what it was, and like they appreciate it a little bit better now, especially now that a big majority of those stars are in bigger companies now. Sure. And, and so it's, it's pretty... Pretty cool, I mean, to, to see the fanfare grow even more for it. Oh, definitely. And um, I don't know. I just I, There's times when I watch WWE stuff and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I think maybe sometimes they just need to split things up. You know, yeah. like maybe have, like maybe let SmackDown be the, uh, the, the goofball shit, you know, and let Raw be the legit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to be as real as possible shit. And then Smack, I, SmackDown can be over there ripping each other's eyeballs and things like that. And I've heard people say that, like, you have two shows. Why can't one be sports entertainment, one be, like, really good wrestling? Right. And I kind of agree with that to yeah. an extent because then, like, it gives you as a fan, you have an idea of what to watch. Right, but, yeah, you have a choice. If you like the yeah. hokey stuff, then watch that. I mean, me personally, I like that stuff. The eye for an eye match was a little stupid for me, but, I mean. Well, that's over the top, though. I mean, I, I'm okay with hokey. Yeah. But that's a little much. But again, if this would have happened in Lucha Underground, I probably would have been cool with it. Well, because it's the it's Because the that's what they do. It's the context. <laughs> that's what they do in Lucha yeah, Underground. Right, exactly. But WWE doesn't do that, so it just was really weird. Very, very weird. Well, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it. This is Breakup and Bay of the Movies. This is all right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. How about the uh, the news that Falcon and Winter Soldier has been delayed officially over at Disney Plus? Yeah, not really a shocker, I don't think. With uh, Black Widow is set to come out in May, I imagine Disney wants all these to come out in the same order, even if it's not the exact same time they wanted with the pandemic. So, yeah. Black Widow was scheduled for May, has been officially pushed to November. Which, let's, let's be honest, that's kind of a that's not exactly a foregone conclusion at this point. No. Um, but Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be a Disney Plus series. I believe it was the first one, like five or six episodes, which is kind of a fun thing. And um, I'll be honest, I canceled Disney Plus because I wasn't really watching it. Mm-hmm. But I also know I can have it at any point, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, I canceled Disney Plus for a little while, got it back uh, because the kids wanted to watch Hamilton. So there you go. I have it at the moment, but who knows how long I'll keep it. Right. Um I did. I did find out something interesting, um, and I was telling you before we start recording. Kind of has to do with movie theaters. That was a, that's something that's not open yet. Yeah. And you know, I understand. Like Tulsa, obviously, a lot of people don't live here. The mask is basically mandatory everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Now they, I, which I mean, I think if you're gonna suggest something, you're always gonna have people that are like, nope. So you either make it mandatory or you don't. 
Yeah. And that's what they did. You know, I don't really have an opinion either way. It is what it is. It's just that's just the world we live in. That being said, um, a lot the movie theaters are still not open, and I was like, man, what's? I wonder why. Why not a movie theater? If a restaurant can be open, why not a movie theater? Yeah. If a gym can be open, why not a movie theater? That was kind of my my thought. And there is one movie theater connected to an arcade. It's a place called Synergy, and they are open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're open. I checked their listings, and I'm seeing like Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince, and I'm like, oh, they're showing old movies. Yeah. Because they don't have a nationwide release, because they're not all open. Yeah. Oh, like it dawned on me at that point, okay, that's why. Pretty smart thinking on their end. Yeah. Um, That being said, I I feel like kind of watching an old movie might be kind of fun, if it's not super expensive. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it might be expensive, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, it definitely would be. But, um, yeah, I don't know, interesting thing with, uh, with that going on there. Why don't we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a refrain to a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break a refrain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So toy talk. Big underscore Bane. I, did you see that I posted some new uh, mint on card images of the new Tiger Electronics games? Yes. What you think of those, man? Different different I, carding, uh, but I dug it. Yeah, I, I think they look pretty cool. I saw a review. A guy on YouTube got some early copies. I guess they're hitting in August. They haven't hit yet, but they're coming up. And a guy on YouTube uh, was playing around with them. And he said the only difference he saw was in the very back, instead of just a pull-off clip, there's a screw on it now. Ah. That being said, I have heard that, I guess, apparently that Transformers game, this is a re-release of it, is worth a lot of money. Really? The original. So this will be a way for people to to differentiate whether you have a 90s version or a um, 2020 version. I believe they're retailing for uh, $14.99. The guy in the... The review made notice that they are not good. No, but did you think they were going to be? Like I didn't. No, I mean the the whole concept behind them is nostalgia. I mean yeah. because I've busted open those games that I've played. You found Batman, right? Right, I found Batman, and there was a uh, basketball game that I had that I played. Which I hope some of and those get released, like the random sports ones. I love the baseball game, and it's it's garbage. Yeah, like it's absolute garbage. But it's just the the idea of like. This was our Game Boy before we had a Game Boy. Right. And just a great concept. Well, he made note in the video that it was like, you know, Game Boy's 100 bucks, Game's 40 bucks. Right. Hard to talk someone into $140, but this is 20 Yeah. or whatever it was. Now they're only 15 It's like, yeah, okay, I'll buy that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I plan to get all four, actually. I, I'm, I'm really into this. Um, I, I mean, like, I'm well aware that it's not good, but... I hope a second wave of these happens, man. Yeah, it's almost something you might like think about keeping mint on card. Mm-hmm. You know, not even opening it, but just to just to have and you know keep away. If you remember, these were like in those clamshell packages back in the day, like that were hard they? plastic. You had to like cut with the scissors oh, yeah. or a knife. Yeah, they were. This is more of like a almost like a Cardboard? action figure card. Yeah. So you're right. I think a mint on card set would be kind of fun. Um, but I, dude, I have to play these. I don't know. Like I just have to. And no matter what, you know they're going to be garbage. I know they're going to be garbage, but I have you to. You got to play them. I got to. I can't <laughs> help it. Like it's just it's too it's too insane to me. Got to do it. Um, so this week is um, 
SDCC at home. As we we're recording this, we haven't seen a ton of like wrestling reveals, but there's been a lot of Marvel Legends and some G.I. Joe reveals. Um, you know, I've never attended San Diego Comic-Con, so this doesn't feel that much different to me. Right. Because my whole thing was getting on Instagram now and, yep. and seeing it all anyway. That was how you do it. Right. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy that a huge convention's not even happening. But that being said, it's, it's such a huge convention. So many things are announced. Yeah. Basically, things are now saved to announce at SDCC, right? Like, that's the yeah. new thing. Like, we're going to make our official announcement, announcements this day and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, this is also a big day for when they announce a lot of uh, wrestling figures. We're not really a wrestling figure podcast. Uh Never claimed to do that, but we I do like talking about them. Is there anything you think might be uh, might be showing up? There's usually one big surprise every year. Last year's when we first were shown the uh, Masters of the WWE Universe. Yeah, so who knows if that's going to show up? I don't know when that when that was shown though. Was that just out of the blue, or had there already been talks about Completely it? Completely out of the blue, really. So I I don't know. I mean, that's also when the uh, retros were shown. Yeah, not not the same year, obviously, but a few years before that. Uh, that blew my mind because I was like, "Oh my god, it's freaking Hasbro figures." Yeah, I, I really don't know. I don't feel like there's nothing that's gonna pop up that's gonna be that incredible. I mean, this year. I, but that's the thing, though, is you, you, you would have never expected them to bring Hasbro style figures back. I would sure. never expected a He-Man crossover. Yeah. So it's hard to predict something if you have no clue. I mean, I know um, one year they announced the new Macho Man figure, mm-hmm. the first one. He had the defining moments with the the tassels on the jacket. That was insane to me. Like yeah. they've announced like legends figures in the past, so I'm sure that they've got a you know something up their sleeve. Oh yeah. There's also been uh, some things on uh, some computers that are showing Masters of the Universe, and it's like a fourth wave, and it was showing like Kane, Daniel Bryan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Jake the Snake as wave four. Not necessarily wave four, but it was showing those in like Walmart systems, mm-hmm. so people are assuming that's wave four. Yeah. Well, Daniel Bryan's now been changed to Mr. T in the system. So people are wondering if Mr. T's going to be Masters of the Universe Series 4. Oh. Because I imagine if Mattel got rights to make him, because they did that one Elite, they're going to do a ton of them. I mean, they're, they're going to have a Hogan, him and Hogan two-pack. Oh, yeah. They've got to have a him and Piper two-pack, I think. Yeah. Especially, like, in the boxing gear. Oh, yeah. There's got to be. So I would imagine they're going to run the gambit with Mr. T. I would, if they got rights oh, to they're, him. Yeah, they're going to make as much money as they can with him, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean... Maybe they're going to push Daniel Bryan back to the next line. Definitely, you know, oh, yeah. Because I mean, they still got to make a Mr. or Daniel Bryan figure. But I'm I'm surprised that if they're going to swap somebody out, they didn't take out Jake the Snake since he's not with the company anymore. Right. It's a little surprising, but I guess if you have the ability to make them, make them while you can. Absolutely. Well, you know, there's that speculation now that uh, AEW might be announcing a Legends line at San Diego Comic Con. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. And, you know, there's a rumor that Sting's Mattel contract is up because he was pulled from that Legends wave. Yep. And people are wondering if maybe AEW announces we have rights to make Sting. Man, that would be so weird. Would that be weird? That would be so weird. Now that, like, Sting has appeared in WWE, it feels weird to think that he might, like, hook up with another company. Right. Like, it's it's weird to me. I know he was never really in WWE. Briefly. I mean. But, like, him... Wasn't a run, right? But him, his whole Hall of Fame speech and everything, you know, just they they did everything they could with him based on the time they had him, right? But and it's that'd be weird to see him with another company, at least for me. I I still am of the belief that he did the match with Triple H, then he had the title match with Rollins where he got hurt. Mm -hmm. I am of the belief that he was gonna wrestle Taker 
at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Yeah. But he had to retire, and that's when they did Taker and Shane. Because Taker and Shane didn't really make a lot of sense. No. They made a story around it, but it's like, hmm? You know? Yeah. I think that was going to be Sting's send-off. That's my personal opinion. Obviously, it didn't happen, but... Um, it would, you know, it just it is what it is. But I think if he wouldn't have gotten injured, I mean, I know we're getting off topic, but I think if he wouldn't have gotten injured, they would have put the title on him for a few months. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. Just to have that name. Who's to say he wasn't supposed books. to go over in that match? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah. But, and also too, a big reason for that is like he, uh, uh, in that match with Rollins. Sting had two singles matches in WWE. Yeah. Lost them both. Yep. <laughs> like, it's not... Yep. It's, it is what it is. It sucks, but it's like, damn, you know? Terrible run. Yeah, really is. But, you know, this year, there's a lot of interesting things happening with toys. Hasbro's been really revealing a lot of the Marvel Legends. There's been some new G.I. Joe reveals. Um, and, uh, you know, AEW is on the horizon. WWE's on the horizon. NECA Ninja Turtles has had some reveals. I think it's going to be a big year for Comic-Con as far as toys, man. There's a lot of yeah. stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I really hope to see a second wave of Tiger Electronics, though. That would be really cool to me. What games would you want to see? Do you want mm-hmm. to see some generic games, or do you want to see more licenses? The licenses have to be a higher seller, I yeah. would think. Um, I had Mortal Kombat as a kid, mm-hmm. so I want to see that. I know they made Street Fighter. I'd love to see that. Um, you had a Batman. Yep. Bring it. You know, yeah. um I'd love to see something wrestling. I yeah. think that'd be fun. I mean, there's so many. If we're gonna do wrestling, I want like something new though. I want to see like a, I want to see like an AEW Tiger Electronic game. Hell yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, uh, even like a WWE Classic game, and then WWE Today would be fun. Yeah, like, there's a lot that they could do, but I think a lot of it's gonna be based on these. I'm curious how these do though. I don't know. I, I imagine these will probably do really well for the nostalgia factor, but I don't think it'll go well after this series. Well, I mean, I, I tend to think that, but at the same time, I never, when I would buy these, I never just assumed that they were going to be the greatest thing ever, you know? Yeah, but they were something to pass the time with, and I could usually get a couple of good hours out of them. You yeah. Know? Like if I was on a road trip, you know, but nowadays, I mean, you got better games on your smartphone. No, I mean, I get that completely, but there's something about... I, I remember the Tiger Electronics aisle in the toy store. I yeah. love going oh, yeah. down that aisle. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's so many fun things. I think maybe this could lead to something more advanced, which I think is kind of cool. I don't know. It's just... We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, let's take a break here. Let's get Nate from Ring Skirts back on the show, and then we will be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, we are back here on the podcast. I've got Nate from Ring Skirts joining me once again. Nate, last week we kind of, man, we discussed all things wrestling figures and, you know, build-a-figure stuff. That's kind of where we ended up with. Uh, we didn't even dive into your, your figure photography. Um, that's definitely something I want to talk about. I know everyone's going to want to hear about that. Um, you have some of the coolest set pieces I've ever seen, um, including, I know, like a WrestleMania 4 set, which is just phenomenal. I, it's one of my favorites. You have the uh, the War Games double cage, which is just amazing. So I got to know, how did how did you start on this? What made you decide to like start building your own stuff? From the Hasbro days as a kid, I was not satisfied with what they offered. They gave us a ring. They gave us a belt. 
they gave us an American flag, and that was it. And I always wanted so much more. Got to have so that cage even, that we never got, right? Got to have that cage that we never got. How about how about a ring bell? How about some chairs? So those are things that I worked on as a kid. I would find like little things to substitute. I remember having like an old speaker that I disassembled, and inside was this little piece of metal that kind of looked like a ring bell that I would use. I remember like using decks of cards and uh, like a tile sample as steel chairs. It was just a flat piece of something that guys could hit each other with. I remember getting like a stool and hanging some pieces of cloth or a curtain for the guys to go through. So I was always kind of into the, the auxiliary kind of accessories. That's awesome, man. Uh, I think the imagination there is what's so cool about that. Like, you don't have any of that stuff. I remember making, uh, I had some of the, I don't know if you remember the WCW, Old San Francisco Toy Makers, not the LJN style or like the vibrating ones, but they had a line that kind of was a mix. Like the Hasbro size ones? Yeah, like they were maybe a little taller than Hasbro, but they had a movement to them. Um, And I remember having a few of those, and I actually was trying to make like, a Ric Flair robe for one of them, you know, like, and okay. I did yeah. And I, I, I bought like some felt from, from Walmart, which is fairly cheap and like, you know, glue guns and, and not a glue gun, but like I had some like stick glue. It didn't really work, but I remember trying to make like a robe for him because, you know, in those days, the only Ric Flair robe that actually existed, I think was the AWA one. So correct. Yeah. I think, well, maybe toy biz may have had one, but that was a little bit later on anyway, but I always wanted like accessories like you were saying, like Hasbro needed that steel cage and, you know, like a ring bell. There's so many things that, that you could make that they never really completed with um, with their wrestling line. And and I think that that's really cool that you kind of start early on. What was like the first like big set that you did, though? So the first big thing that I did was um, a Hell in a Cell. And this was during the... Um, the Titan Tron Live real scan figure era. They didn't have a cell out. They had released a nice steel cage that was called a cell, but definitely wasn't a cell. Right. Is that the, and, that the chaos in the cage, maybe? Chaos in the cage, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Showed Mick Foley going through the cage roof, and then you open it up, and you're like, oh. No I, I love the way they would dodge um, bad words in that time. You know, Jeff Jarrett, don't tick me off. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Don't make me he mad. Also had, don't make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. B.A. Yeah. Oh, so awful. Yeah. It, but to be honest, that chaos in the cage thing, as disappointing as that was, once I opened it up, I said, I forgive you. This is the best steel cage I've ever seen. It actually, well, did it actually have the roof where you could toss the guy through? It didn't. It had like a catwalk around the outside. Oh, now, okay. the package showed a roof, but that's not what you got. Oh, that's super misleading. Yeah. So the, the first thing I made was a two-scale Hell in a Cell. Um, I, was, I was older at the time, and I remember the materials. I wasn't very, very skilled. I was just trying to figure out how I could make it, and I took a uh, tomato steaks that you kind of put in your garden, those round things. Mm -hmm. I cut off all the round parts and just used the straight parts for the um, supports of the fencing. And then I got what's called hardware cloth, which is a small hold chicken wire. And I used that as the fencing. And I tore my arms up so bad putting (laughs) that thing together. 
Wow. It was very dangerous. That's yeah. awesome though. Like now when you're, when you're in the process of building this and you have, you know, probably little experience making things of this nature, like, does it come out like you want or were you like disappointed at the end? Cause I could see like me myself trying something like this and be like, that looks awful or, or whatever it might've been at that time. I've had times like that where I have done things and scrapped them, but this actually turned out okay. The only thing I was disappointed in was that the chicken wire, the squares were, I don't know how to describe it. They were straight instead of in a, at a hexagon. Gosh. You know what I mean? Like a real fence. And the reason was I could have done it the other way, but I was a kid. I wasn't very, didn't have money at the time. And to do it the hexagon shape, I was going to have to buy a lot more material. I just couldn't afford it. So I said, you know what? I have to uh, give up the art for the cost of the materials. So I will I will reveal to you one thing that I did do as a kid, which I was very proud of. Um, I found like some at my mom's work. She worked at this furniture store, and they had this super thin wire. And I, I was super into the ECW old San Francisco toy maker figures mm-hmm. at the time. I know where you're going. <laughs> oh yeah, and so that oddly enough, that was like an old like WCW ring, and the ropes on it were super like flimsy and thin. But when they made the ECW ring, they made them nice and thick, like really good ropes. And so I took the ropes out and I basically made more or less a barbed wire ring um, uh-huh. with these pieces of wire, and I kind of made it where I could take them in and out. And it wasn't mm-hmm. perfect by any means, but I thought to do a barbed wire match like this is. This is doable, you know, and I think Figures Toy Company actually offers like barbed wire ropes nowadays. But, you know, at that time, again, it's just using your imagination and trying to come up with something. Now, granted, that's not as complicated as making your own Hell in a Cell. But, you know, I thought that that was a, a pretty cool no, little thing to add, you know. But it's something and that's where it starts. Like, right. Like with my obsession with toys over the years, I see the world and objects differently. When I'm walking through a store, I'm going to take a long time going through like a hardware store that has knobs or screws and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not looking at them for what they are. I'm looking at them for what they could be. Sure. So that, that wire story you shared, I had an experience like that too. That's how I discovered it. It's called craft wire. I'd never seen it before. And then my mom had a roll of it because she was using it to, I don't know, make a flower bouquet or something like that. Sure. And I said, what is that? Can I have that? And I actually remember taking the wire and cutting little pieces off to wrap around to make the barbs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I initially got it because if you remember those old cages, they would just kind of pop into the side. But there was no <laughs> there was no like supports where they connected to each other, at least on that style. And I initially got it thinking, like, oh, I can use this to tie the cage together. So there's no escaping. And and then it, like as I'm playing with it, I realize like I can unroll this and make barbed wire ropes. Like oh okay, like that that's kind of a cool thing. So it's kind of so interesting how how you can kind of build your own creative you know freedom, I guess, with with just things around you and stuff. And and then, like I see your finished products, and I'm just like wow, that's freaking incredible. Um, as far as like an audience and chairs and guardrails, the whole thing. So I gotta know like what's Thank the process you. like of making something like that? That's got to be a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, it's a it's a game of patience. It's a game of taking the time and constantly trying to slow yourself down. Um, when I make something, 
I'm somebody that I constantly want to run to the finish line. I want to be done. I want to see it. I want to have the finished product. And you don't want to rush to the finish line because you make mistakes. You get sloppy. You get lazy. Um, and you get disappointed with what you came up with. So that's the main thing for me is I try to constantly slow myself down, take my time with it. Um, I don't set a deadline for myself. I just kind of set a goal list and try to check off a piece here or there when I have time. Definitely. Now, the the War Games cage, I got to know, like, where obviously that's a great idea. I'm surprised WWE hasn't released their own version of that because I feel like people would be all over that. They haven't yet, but that was one thing that it was such an ideal toy that we never got. And that's such a uh, that's such a cool piece to see that you have the full on war games cage sized two rings the top, the whole deal. Uh, it's just an awesome piece. So where it came from is after the cell, I had made a uh, once the real scale ring came out, I made a custom current style steel cage for that. Mm-hmm. So I had that for a number of years, and I actually did the the hex-shaped um, mesh, which looked so much better. And it, it turned out beautiful. It, it, looked like, it looked like something that you would buy. I was very happy with how it turned out. So years afterwards, I'm waiting to, to see if Jax is going to release a steel cage. And they released the blue cage for the, for the big ring, which was nice. But they never released a regular steel cage, I don't think. They only did, like, the cell and stuff like that. Right. And I said you know what? I've made a cage before. I can make war games. That's just like making two cages and putting a roof on top of it. I said, I can do this. I have two rings. There's no reason to not do this. This is going to look massive. It's going to be impressive. It's going to be fun. So it was a, a summer project. That's that's so cool, though, because like you said, it's weird that WWE doesn't release more accessories and such like um bane actually brought this up a few weeks ago we were discussing like that new masters of the wwe universe line and they released a couple they've released uh-huh. a couple of waves of figures now and i think a third one's coming and that ring which is really cool looking but how cool would it be to have like a castle gray skull like entrance set mm. and that might be something they're planning i don't know but i'm like that just seems like a layup to me um the big blue bar cage is a yeah, huge layup. Yeah. I don't think Mattel's. I don't know if they've done anything like that. They may have. I'm not sure, but it's just a Mattel lot of, didn't. Yeah, it's like a lot of cool stuff toys like that. Like, did though. Yeah, why aren't they? Why aren't they? Oh no, that's not true. Mattel did a one for the basic room. Oh, did they? Yeah, but even still, like it's most people like obviously are going to want the bigger ring, like the more realistic feeling one. So. You know, where's the cage for that? Where's the where's the hell in the cell? You know, the I know they've done elimination yeah. chambers and stuff. It's just I want to see more stuff like that. I think that's one of the trade offs. Like what Mattel makes is always is often like really beautiful, really well done, but they're reluctant to take chances. And when it comes to bigger sets, they don't want to take the chances. And that's one of the things that makes me miss Jax a little bit. Although Jax had some not so good stuff that they came out with. They weren't afraid to take a chance. They weren't afraid to say, you know what? We're going to give you the biggest ring you've ever seen. We're going to give you something that has 400 parts to it. <laughs> We're going to give you Bastion Booger. <laughs> right. They weren't afraid to take a chance. Well, you know, and I know um, 
AEW is now coming out with figures from from Jazzwares slash Wicked Cool Toys, which has the same guy that was heading up Jax back in the mid two thousands, Jeremy Padauer. So they haven't obviously had a bunch of different types of matches like this, but I kind of hope that maybe with that figure line, if it is successful, which I think it will be, they'll have some cool accessories and things like that. And I got my fingers crossed that Jeremy is going to do the right thing and have a second classic line come up. So that's obviously, I think, everyone's thinking. And there's a guy there that I that I know has a working relationship with AEW that has never had a figure, and that is Glacier. And I hope that that happens. <laughs> Blood runs cold. Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, that guy is, he's made to have an action figure. You can do his current gear, his classic gear. I don't care, but give me Glacier. I need Glacier. And imagine the figure photography. Oh, we can yeah. have the dream match in a Hell in a Cell, Glacier versus Sub Zero. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's meant to be. It's perfect. <laughs> so, another thing we got to talk about is your WrestleMania 4 set, um, which kind of, you know, was like that Atlantic City Trump Plaza building. Which that was always such an iconic building to me because that was one of the only times that I can recall that a entranceway had steps, right? Like exactly. no ramp, it was actual yeah. steps. And you you know, have to that go was back to some of the old NWA stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, that's true. Starcade definitely, but um, but not something you saw very often. Uh, but something about that. I mean, I know it's not really and- much of a set, more just a curtain. But that was such an iconic thing to see back in the day, and the way you recreated that is so amazing. And they weren't just steps. They were bright yellow steps. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that was a fun one. That was something that I wanted to do. And I remember studying some of the pictures. And the one that made me decide, like, I really have to do this is I found somebody had, like, it was like a photo that someone in the crowd had taken before the building had filled up. And you can kind of see that the, the main curtain was black. It was held partially open. You could see behind it what looked like a, a blue colored curtain, a different colored curtain, and it was showing the main stair steps. And I saw that picture. And I said, "That's three small details that I can create. That when you look at it in the picture, you're going to know exactly what it is." Yeah. So, what is something like that? I mean, you're you're putting together the 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 backdrops, the ring. I mean, you have cameramen, you have the whole deal, guardrails. That's got to be a process to put something like that together. Yeah, to set it up. I mean, a lot of that stuff is already made. I don't have to do. So the cameraman jumpsuit are made by, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, Ralph, Ralph's Collectibles. Oh, sure, yeah. I, okay. I bought a John so Morris from those came from him from. once. Okay, yeah. So I actually had a good relationship with him. And when I see something that's not, or when I go to his website and something isn't there, I'll like say, hey, can you make this happen? And those cameraman jumpsuits were one of them. He didn't have those. And I said, can you give me a navy blue jumpsuit that has the WF logo and says television on it? And he's like, yeah, I can definitely do that. I said, okay, great. I'll take six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's part of the thing. I I, I buy some of the things. I buy the guardrails. I have a semi-permanent crowd backdrop that I have printed on a large vinyl banner um, that's attached to my wall. But the WrestleMania set, for example, I had to make the ring skirts. I had to sew and make all the the event banners and the curtains that were hanging up. Um, I had a system hanging from my ceiling where I can hang the banners and set pieces and things like that. 
I had to buy yellow fabric to lay on the floor just to kind of give it a different feel. And I had to build the, the staircase. It's such a cool thing to see, though. Like, I assume, like, you know, this has got to be like a, like, in your man cave, right, type of type of thing where you, you construct these awesome sets and take your pictures and stuff. Like, that's that's such a cool thing to have, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm blessed to have space in the basement. Um, that was always my dream to have space for my wrestling stuff. And my wife and I, we got together. We'd been together a while. We lived in a couple different houses that we had rented. And when it was time to buy, she knew that it was important to have a, a space for me. So I had a good woman. And she uh, she was happy to, to find a house that had the space as long as we lived by the rule that wrestling stuff stays in the wrestle cave. <laughs> well, Which I'm sure. happy to abide by. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I know for me, like, I'm actually looking at getting my own, like, you know, house to buy eventually, and that's kind of a thing you look at, right? Like, hmm, okay, where's my podcast room going to be? Okay, what's, you know, like, you start thinking of stuff like that, as, as, as odd as it might seem to some people, it makes perfect sense to us, right? Like, that's, you got to yeah. have those priority rooms. And it makes it makes house hunting all that much more fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, you know, we've touched on a couple of your cool sets, and and things like that. But I, you know, I've seen even just on your Twitter account, you know, you'll have kind of the old school Royal rumble rank skirts and you've actually done figure photography pretty much through an entire Royal rumble match. Like that is a really cool thing with like running commentary on all the pictures. Yeah. So that that's a process, right? That's gotta be, I did that. That was just ended. I feel like at the beginning of this year, I feel like I started it last year. It took forever. Right. Um, the Royal Rumble match itself took forever. I may never do another one again. That's how long it took. Right. Because if you think about it, the main part of a Royal Rumble, from a fan's point of view, is the entrance every minute or so. Well, that's the fun part, so right? Take, Who's coming out? You're, exactly. So you're taking photos of the entrance. There's 30 pictures right there. Right. Okay, so it, it just it took a long time, but yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I like to I like to change up the events. Sometimes it's an elaborate set. Sometimes it's one that's a little more modest. And what's funny about that is, like you said, it's like a every entrance, but like each guy has to come in and kind of do something cool to everybody, right? Like, gotta have like their little moment of fire before they get shut down. So, yeah, that had. I mean, I I remember for weeks it seemed like I kept seeing pictures of that. I'm like, man, this was. This is a process. So I don't know, like, is that like where you take all the pictures at once? Are you doing like a handful of pictures on day one and then kind of posting them throughout the week? Or how does something like that go down? Usually what happens is I will debate a long time whether I'm going to change my set because I don't like to destroy it. And when I take it down, it's a mess for at least a week. Sure. Um, so I take the time to take it down. I set up the set and then I just enjoy the set for a little while. I'll set out my card with the guys that I want to film and I'll just take pictures at my leisure. So if I have, I don't know, half hour, an hour at night, I'll come down, mess around with them for a little bit, release those pictures when I have the chance. If you see a lull where I'm not releasing pictures, it's because I ran out and haven't had time to snap anymore. Kind of like now. <laughs> yeah. I but can, I take I my time. Understand. I take my time with it. I try to have fun with it. If I notice I'm getting frustrated and it's not fun anymore, that's when I pull back and I say, you know what? It's time to do something else. Yeah. I uh, So about, I don't know, probably about a year or so ago, I interviewed that guy from the Instagram account, WrestleBotch. I don't know if you follow that one too much, but um, 
you know, he's always posting videos of things that are happening and stuff like that, of, you know, botches of like classic botches or ones that are just happening, you know, currently. And mm-hmm. you know, it's usually pretty funny stuff. And me and him were talking and he's kind of going over the process. And he was saying, like, I guess, you know, at one point he he was spending hours upon hours making all these videos to like do side by side shots and all this stuff. And then it gets frustrating. Then it's like, wait, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> like it's that weird thing of it's like your hobby and you enjoy it, but then you can kind of make yourself crazy. So like you said, you definitely need to take a break sometimes and kind of reevaluate yeah. and just kind of like, all right, I need, to, I need to chill out for a little bit and kind of make it, myself want to do this again. It's all about balance. Um, you have to take your time with things. I know a lot of times people see a picture and they'll be wowed by it. And there's some people that'll notice all the detail and be like, wow, that must have taken a lot of work. And then there's other people that'll just see it and think it's like one thing that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll get questions. I'm, I don't mind helping people out. But sometimes I'll get the question, how did you do that? And I'll be like, well, what? How did you do that picture? And I'm like, <laughs> that's such an open-ended like, question. I've done, dude, there's 500 little details of things that I've done in that picture. There's not enough characters on Twitter for me to tell you how I did that whole thing. Yeah, I'd say, you got a specific question. I'll tell you all the details of how I made one thing, but how did I do that? You got to give me a little more. Well, you know, like you were saying, like making the. Uh like the scaffolding uh, banners. Like I know you have an Ico Pro one, which that was a huge pop for me. I, I think yeah. that that's fantastic. And it's like, like that. But I mean, like you said, like, how'd you do that? Like, obviously, like me and you have been talking for almost an hour now. And there's so much detail to making stuff like this. Like, that's what I don't think maybe people quite understand. And that's, you know, I, I've kind of dabbled in figure photography a little bit, not necessarily with wrestling figures, but just other figures and trying to find cool places to pose them and stuff like that. But I've, I've realized there is such a process to that and to try to get the picture exactly like you want it. Cause I'm sure you've snapped a picture and looked at it and like, Oh, don't really like that. Or there's a shadow or whatever. And it's like, I need that kind of diff- different angle and mm-hmm. you're probably trying to keep your figures st- stood up and in the position they need to be in. And yeah. It's a process for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I do it. <laughs> I do it different than a lot of people. I don't consider myself a photographer. I don't know much about taking pictures. I'm very amateur with that. I'm more of into the set building stuff. But a lot of the good figure photographers you see will do posing that's aided by like fish line and stuff to hold guys up. I don't do that. I've done that before a long time ago and I find that it just kind of like sucks my soul out. I don't have fun with it. It's, I just don't like it. So any picture you see that I take I'm either legit using physics to balance the guys, to have one guy hold another, pull back and take the picture, or I'm cropping my hand out half holding something to <laughs> make it look good. Right. Yeah, well, uh, you know, and that's the thing is like when you start incorporating like like fish line or whatever it might be, um, I could definitely see that being <laughs> a pain to try to get it exactly the way you want it and all that yeah. stuff. So. Uh, of course, you know, we're kind of wrapping up here, but we got to touch on this. I know you haven't really posted anything publicly about this yet, but you're actually working on a WrestleMania 9 set, which I think, just from what I've seen, looks freaking fantastic. Not the greatest WrestleMania at all, but had one of the coolest sets I've ever seen. Yeah, breaking news. Um, it was kind of something, the way these things work is usually I'll have the idea, 
and I'll think about it for a year or two before I actually decide how to do it. And I was on the uh, PPW podcast, and Steve asked me, he said, so what's your next thing that you're going to work on? And that was the first time I kind of said it out loud. I hadn't started working on it yet, and I said, I've been thinking about doing WrestleMania 9 if I can figure out a way to get the outdoor look. I don't know how I'm going to do that. And there was something about saying that out loud to somebody else in a public setting that got my wheels spinning faster and harder. And then I came up with a couple ideas and I said, I can do this. I'm going to do this. I have to do this. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, So, I mean, I know you've kind of been, since we've been kind of talking about doing the podcast, you've been sending me some progress shots of like different things and I won't reveal what it is. But just seeing him, I'm just like, man, that is so cool. Um, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I guess that's the part that impresses me because I look like you look at like the entrance set on that or or that big top piece that goes over the ring, the costumes, uh-huh. like everything there. And I'm just sitting there thinking like that's hard for me to imagine, you know, OK, what would I need to build that? What would I need? You know what I mean? Like all the little things that you put together to to make this stuff and the fact that it looks just like, in my opinion, how how it did on TV that's a really cool thing. And you know, that's one of the things that I was avoiding doing this project for so long because I knew it had so many little unique details. Right. I mean, any other wrestling event I'm going to do is easy because there's no other wrestling event where every person that worked for the company was in costume. Right. You know? So that, that was one of the things that made me avoid it for a while, but I bit the bullet. Once I did the the main entrance set, and I was so happy with how that turned out, I said, initially I said, I'm not going to dress up the cameraman. I'm not going to have Finkus Maximus. I'm not going to do these things. I'm not going to take the time to try to sew these things that I don't really have the skill to do and get frustrated with it. But once I looked at the set, I said, well, it's pretty damn good. I kind of have to do the rest of the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can get lost in them, and that's kind of where I am right now. I have, I have probably five or six details that I have left to make, which will take me a little bit of time. But it's important for me to have it complete. Well, definitely, and I think that's what's so cool about it is when people actually see this completed. Which I mean, obviously, I've just been seeing some progress shots that you you've sent me privately. But like once you see it actually complete, it's going to be like, holy crap, this is freaking phenomenal, and. I assume that's got to be the cool part of it because, you know, you're putting stuff out there that no one's really ever seeing, you know, like a, a full model WrestleMania nine set, or, you know, like I said, the war games cage or WrestleMania four, some of the ones I've seen, it's just like, that's to me, that's what's so cool about the stuff that you're doing. And I know it takes a lot of work to, to, to make that happen. I'm sure it's a, a process where, you know, as adults, we sometimes don't have as much free time as we would like. Maybe it's an hour or two at night, and if you're spending that free time building one small detail, you know, like like you said, sewing together a banner or whatever it may be, it can, I can I could see it being a daunting process for sure. Yeah, it can be. You have to take your time with it, but it's also really fulfilling for me. Um, I'm not in a line of work where I create very much. Yeah, and to create. It fills my soul. Yes. You know, I love creating and there's really nothing more satisfying for me than, than making something out of nothing. Yeah. And when you make something out of nothing, 
and you're done and your vision is there and you say, okay, that was a pile of nothing before. And I turned it into something that was in my head. I took a physical object, created it from something in my head. That's super fulfilling. Definitely. And I think that's, you know, that's art, right? Creating something out of nothing. And I think that that's what's so, that's so cool about, you know, even just, you know, we do this podcast or whatever it might be, um, you know, Jason Wolf with his art and, and all that other stuff, like seeing stuff kind of come to life. that was just an idea is a really cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, I know yeah. like with our podcast, like there's, there's times, especially during a pandemic, obviously where it's kind of, it's hard to get together to record or, you know, work with our schedules or whatever. And, but we do it because it's, it's, to me, it's a creative outlet more than anything else. Like I need that. It's like, I always tell Bane, it's like our, it's our version of fight club, you know, like every yeah. Saturday night, those guys go out and fight, you know, in this old warehouse for us, we need that hour, however long it is to do our podcast. And it gets that, it gives the, the week meaning to me, like, like the whole week you go through, you work, you do your thing, whatever. But it's like, okay, well come the end of the week or whenever it is, we're going to do our podcast. So that, that's yeah. like our, that's our going to play around a golf or whatever it is. Cause everyone has to have something that they do to exactly. detox themselves. And, and I think it's cool that, you know, so many people I'm sure are now kind of diving into the figure photography because I see new accounts pop up all the time and it's always cool to see, like you said, everyone's different spin on things and how some people do it and all this other stuff. Like that's a, it's kind of becoming a really fun pastime for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's the best way to learn too. I mean, there's some, there's some people out there that blow my mind with some of the things that they make and I look at what they do and I'm like, okay, that looks really amazing. And then I blow it up and I'm like, okay, how did they do it? Yeah. They use this, they use this. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is cool. It's really cool yeah. how, how people pull some of those things together. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you being on, dude. I don't want to keep you up here all night. Um, throw out some social media. Let people know where they can find you if they don't know about your stuff. Yeah, everything. If you want to see my stuff, is uh, it's pretty uniform. Facebook, Twitter. Uh, most of my stuff's on Twitter, Instagram, at Ringskirts. There it is. And I, I and highly for, recommend giving him a follow just to see all the cool stuff that he's posting all the time. And I think, you know, in a, this day and age, we need a lot of positivity on the world of social media. And I look at accounts like yours and others to, to have that positivity and to not be, you know, diving into all the negativity that we see a lot. So having stuff like that's definitely a good, a good change of pace for sure. Yeah, there's enough people tearing each other down. We don't need that. Definitely not. Well, Nate, I appreciate you being on, man. And hopefully down the road, we're able to do it again. Hey, thanks for having me anytime. I appreciate it. And we're back. We're back. Big thank you to Nate from Ring Skirts. Uh, definitely give him a follow at Ring Skirts on all his social media. Check out all his cool stuff. Super fun guy to talk to. Um, I don't know which picture I'm going to use for the part two picture, but <laughs> that Mountie one was it's got, that's a hard one to top. Yeah, it is. But I, th- I, think, I think he's got one that either is of equal or greater value. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the counterpart. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. That's probably which way I'm going. So everyone's kind of figuring that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nate was a fun guy to talk to. Um, next week, your old pal, GBM. That cocky, smug prick. Captain Ahab himself will be on the show, GBM. Uh, oddly enough, he hit me up and he kind of pointed out that around the time he's going to be on the show is when the AEW figures are going to be hitting. Yeah. So, like, we could be like. Doubling up on GBM, yeah. Bet, bet winnings. I got off the phone with uh, with uh, your good pal Bill Venus, oh, and I said, "Bill, I've done a lot of favors for you. I need to call in a favor." Oh boy, 
He's going to take out his kneecaps? And uh, No, he's not going to take out his kneecaps, but he told me that he was going to supply me with a signed 8x10. And I'm going to take that signed 8x10, and on top of the 50, whoever can beat GBM oh. will get, oh. we'll get the $50 gift card plus a signed 8x10 by Bill Benis, the legend, the 18-year veteran. Bill Benis. This is like the 99 Rumble in Austin. has the bounty on his head. So not only do you get a main event WrestleMania, if you eliminate Austin, you get $100,000. Yeah, except this, I mean, it's, I this mean, time this, it's a signed 8 by 10 And I mean, that's definitely not worth anything at all. No. Unless you're out of Not paper. even the ink that it's used to print the paper. <laughs> so I really hope you have to print that at like Walgreens or somewhere. It's going to have to be uh, Walgreens. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. he, I got to print the picture off. Take it to him to have him sign. Yeah, that's yeah. how cheap he is. Oh yeah, he but doesn't I, have eight by tens. Of course, but I think it's going to be just hilarious to, for them to like print that off and be like, wow, okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah, are we talking full color? We're we doing a black and white eight by ten. I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll have to see what's available. I guess. <laughs> so the stakes have risen, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. So GBM don't get it, no matter what. He doesn't. He doesn't get the signed eight by ten. This is for whoever beats. <laughs> it's like you're GBM. not going to get it no matter what you do. Yeah, <laughs> whoever beats GBM will get the signed Bill Benis eight by ten. Let's let's quickly go over the rules again, just because this is you know we're approaching that time now. So AEW Series One, the Unrivaled Collection, will be dropping in Walmart soon, and in that in that series, in, in Wave One, there is a one of one thousand figure, which I believe is the Chris Jericho. Yep. And then a one in five hundred figure, which is the Cody. Yeah. So. Um, the Jericho comes with the AEW title. I think Cody's in like the Star Trek inspired shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not 100% sure on that. But anyway, you had made mention several months ago, like, no one's going to be able to find those. Yeah. GBM's like, uh, excuse me, you yeah. know, and whatever. And so a bet was made. Yeah. A gentleman's agreement. If anyone can find one of those figures, whoever finds it first, yeah. And it's purchased in store, not online, not through a scalper, in store, personally purchased. Yeah. You will send them a $50 gift card of their choosing. I need to see. I need to see the figure on the peg, and I need to see the receipt for that figure. And that that's not too much to ask. No, that's just proving that you didn't buy it off of eBay. Exactly. Um, and so that's 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 the rules. You just got to find one of those two figures, and uh, hope you find it before GBM does. Well, so GBM, he, he you know, he he just he's, he's a cocky smug prick. He but. thinks he's like well. <laughs> No problem. There's a thousand of these. Dude, the guy's got some hookups. I'm just saying. There's a thousand of these figures? Oh, that's plenty of chances. Dude, he's on like texting basis <laughs> with people at Walmart. They're like, hey, old good brother, here you go. Oh, so, good Lord. Yeah, so he's going to be getting him a $50 gift card to like Pizza Hut or something. I don't know yeah. where. I, I hope I hope Dobro finds it before him. I hope uh, Barry or Eric Find it before Jeff or him. Scott. Jeff, eh, not so much Jeff. If Scott finds it, whoa, got some beef there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm still upset that Jeff cut his hair. I know, dude. Long, that, that's I, where I want, the heat lies. I want some. Okay, you get two options, pal: long hair or bowl cut. Yeah, none yeah. of this like new age. I thought, cut my hair short. I thought stuff. you were gonna say long hair or an ass whooping. <laughs> 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 Dude, I didn't recognize him at first with the long hair. <laughs> I didn't either. I was actually... Oh, I didn't even recognize Scott. I was trying to figure out, like, is that Jeff or is that Scott? Which right. Would, but, yeah. Well, and the, they don't, to me, they don't really look a ton alike. They don't. 
But you see those pictures, you kind of start to see that resemblance. And like the yeah. Jeff with the bowl cut or the long hair, I'm just like, holy crap, because he keeps it so short now, you would never notice. Yeah. It's yeah, it's hilarious. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could just make a whole list of people you hope finds it before GBM. Literally anybody in the entire world can find it before GBM. And I'll be like, cool. Cool. Yeah. Here's your, here's yeah, your $50 yeah, gift card to Panda Express. Yeah. Enjoy that orange chicken. It's delightful. Damn right. Well, I guess before we close it up, we got to talk a little chalk line here, Big Underscore Bane. Okay. Um, I actually had to text you this because I was like, man, that's one of the coolest things ever. What about those new Fiend Joker style shorts? They've yeah. done a jacket of those in the past, but damn, that's cool. Yeah, very uh, Joker-esque, I thought. Got that. Instead of the ha-ha-ha, let me in. Yeah. Um, dude, just unbelievable. Coming out next month. Yeah. I, have to, I have to get those. Those are awesome. Yeah, I dig those. Pretty sweet. A um, couple other rele- uh, reveals um, that we haven't talked about. How about the uh, the Garbage Pail Kids shorts? Yeah. And then a lot of GPK. Uh, I didn't know a lot about Garbage Pail Kids before we ever did the podcast, but I know Mike the Cleaner's kind of into the cards and stuff, so Garbage Pail Kids are huge in cards. And they did the Garbage Pail Kids WWE thing a while back. They actually had a uh, Garbage Pail Kids WWE jacket. So I don't know if shorts are coming, but yeah. this is more just the Garbage Pail Kids. I, I don't, I still don't know a ton about this, other than it's a parody of the Cabbage Patch Kids. But yeah, well, it's been around since we were 80s. kids. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can still see the cards at Target and stuff. Yeah, I just haven't. I mean, do you remember how big baseball cards were in the nineties? Oh yeah, like they still make sports cards, but I don't think I don't feel like they're as huge now. My my dad actually busted out a pair uh, a box of baseball cards that he had bought one. Uh, my brother and I were kids, and he was like, you know, you ought to see if these are worth some money. And I'm like, mm, probably not. I mean, because they were all just like common cards, you know. I mean, Well, I didn't know enough about them to know what's worth money. Right. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't want to get on eBay and try to search. Like, how would you even find it? Right. And you know. so it's it's kind of one of those things. I think most of those cards aren't really as pricey as they thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. But... uh well, it's easy to assume something's going to be worth money, and then it's really not. Right. Beanie Babies. Right. Some Funko Pops. You know, yep. I mean, it's... Most Funko Pops, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you can probably get out of those what you pay for them sometimes, yeah, depending most on time. what it is. But, um, you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to get you know, 10 grand or something like that. That's just yeah. crazy. Uh, also revealed, um, it actually is up for order now. I think the shorts are already sold out, but the NWO spray paint jacket and shorts. Yeah. Dude, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty sweet little stuff. I I um do they I feel like we've talked about this before. They have a pre order option. Uh, we have, and uh, they don't. They they have done a pre order for like really sought after items. I know they did it with the Attitude Era shorts. Yeah. Because like they just sold out instantly almost. See, I, I wish they would bring back their outsiders tank top. Yeah. Because that's one that I really wanted and I missed out on. And that's one that was super hard to get. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's it's one of those things like where this stuff sells out so quickly that people are like, oh, I really want that. And then it's like, well, where'd that go? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's sold out. Yeah. So I don't know if they just need to up their numbers or what, but yeah. I mean, no, it's 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 good business for them. Definitely. Because it's like, you got to hurry up and get this. You know, right. it's, it's very smart on their part because it's limited quantities. It makes everything like pretty unique because only a certain number of people get it but it it sucks for the people who aren't that quick on the trigger no definitely and and not to mention you know my work your work you don't have time to check all the time right um most people don't and so it's just like ah you know 
that's already gone. That yep. sucks, you know. So it is one of those things. But Chalkline's definitely putting out a lot of cool stuff. So Absolutely. Those Fiend shorts are amazing. Hopefully, yeah, more cool stuff down the road. For um, sure. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? Uh, you know what? I think that's it. Well, I will say this. I think now that I'm in the new house, we have the new headquarters, I think it's time maybe uh, maybe next week we can dive into some crazy sodas. Oh, boy. Are you ready for that? Uh, yeah, it depends on what flavors they are. Well, let me tell you, they're in the fridge now, and they are not good. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Big underscore Bane is going to be drinking some crazy soda, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> well, before we get out of here, uh, we got to throw a plug to a lot of our podcast buddies. Of course, Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott, doing an awesome show um, every Sunday. Great dudes. Love the wrestling figure talk. I know they're going to have their work cut out with them. Because we're recording a little bit early this week. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think they're probably going to wait because of all the Comic-Con reveals. Yeah. But uh, I'm that's always my favorite episode of theirs to listen to because they go through everything. Because yes. WWE announces so much at San Diego Comic-Con. That's their biggest reveal. So oh, yeah. I'm hoping something cool happens. I'm, I'm sure there will. I'm sure yeah. there will. Um, write my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. I guess Jordan's officially over in uh, Texas. He's, he's all in the big D. That's right. Quite a move for him, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a Cali boy. I wonder how he's going to like Dallas. I don't know. I mean, it's a big city. It is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a huge move, obviously. Yeah. As far as family and everything like that. I know he's still trying to do the podcast, which will be tough um, over Skype. I mean, it can be done, but it's not the easiest thing in the world. Right. So that might be an interesting transition for sure. But, oh, yeah. But they're doing great stuff over at Wreck My Podcast. Check out their show. I just listened to a few older episodes, and it's just so much fun. Such a great show. I love those guys. The PPW Podcast, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Steve was just a guest on our show, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah, not too long ago. So check out their show. He's doing a little content creator um, series with a bunch of other podcasters, so check those out. Steve's a really fun guy to talk to, and I haven't really got to talk to Eric much, but good dudes are keeping wrestling fun, which I think is how it needs to be. For sure. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry dropping a new show all the time. Super fun guys. Great show. Can't get enough of it, except for their love of Bill Benis. I, and what's what bothers me is, you know, it's like when Bill Benis goes away, everyone kind of just stops. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to show back up, and everyone's going to be all about it. And I'm, my blood pressure is just going to rise. Yeah. And I can feel it. Yeah. Just talking about it makes me yeah. angry. You might you might need to take some melatonin when he comes back around. Just make that a daily part of your diet. Oh, yeah. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. I, I already am just annoyed beyond yeah. belief. Uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Dropping a new trivia show every single day. Plus, he's still doing all his live streams over there. Um, you know, He can't obviously do any shows in California. I don't know if they're under lockdown anymore, but I don't think he's... The bars may not be open, which is where yeah. he does a lot of his shows. So He's still doing shows online. Check him out and uh, throw him a couple of bucks if you can. And then, of course, Elite 8 Showdown with old Big Chuck himself. Yes. They did an episode on freaking hot dog toppings. Did you see that? Yeah. What the hell? Haven't listened to it yet. I mean, how is it not just ketchup? Mustard. No, it's ketchup. No. See, I don't even put ketchup on my hot dog, period. Get out. You, get out. You get out. Dude, are you kidding me? <laughs> ketchup mustard, on a hot dog is amazing. Mustard, relish, no relish. shredded cheese. Definitely shredded cheese. And onions. No, God. Oh, God. I'm sorry you're not an adult breaker. 
Okay, relish. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's disgusting. I mean, I know what it is, but it's gross. It's just chopped up pickles. See, I hate pickles. How do you hate pick? It's the worst food in the history of existence. I'm kind of curious just, what wins that one. I haven't listened yet, but wow, not be freaking relish. Yuck. Wow. Um, where was I even at? Thanks for the distraction. <laughs> Ringside ran with RJ. Give him a listen. RJ's a great dude, uh, constantly putting out great content, has a good variety of guests. Check out his show. It's a lot of fun. And then, of course, uh, the uh, Leisure and Lariat's podcast with old Ruthless Ryan Davidson. This yeah. past Friday's episode, I guess, didn't go up like he had an issue. Oh, so shoot. He's, so he's putting up two episodes this week. Okay. Wednesday and Saturday, or on uh, Friday. So. How's, how's he doing uh, health-wise? He seems to be doing great. Last I talked to him, he said um, he felt bad for about a day. Mm-hmm. Day and a half, and then he felt fine. Good. Which I think, you know, again, the whole COVID thing is it is what it is, right? Everyone's right. got an opinion. But I think most people probably do feel fine, and that's where they go out, and that's where the yep. quarantine is so so necessary, I guess. Yeah. Just for the safety of others and stuff. So check that out. And, of course, give a follow to our awesome artist, really fun guy, awesome fig collector, one and only – at Jason WLF on Twitter or Art of Jason Wolf on Instagram. He's doing some new Ninja Turtle sketch cards for me. Have you seen those bad boys? I have not. You have not. I'm going to show them to you real quick. He actually just sent me a picture live as we were recording, so maybe he's got them colored. Maybe it's something else. We shall see. Hopefully it's not a nude. It is something else. It's Yeah, it's not. <laughs> nothing, nothing dirty. <laughs> but uh, here, here's some of the cards he's, he's working on. Nice. Yes, yeah, so we got Krang... Oh, Pizza Face, Casey Jones, and Sergeant Bananas. That's crazy. Dude, Turtles has so many obscure characters. They really do. And uh, NECA actually announced in some of their cartoon waves they have got a, a Rat King coming out. Yeah. Um, I had got, a Rat King figure as a kid. Yeah. And yeah. Um, who else did they show? They showed Muckman. Okay. And uh, Mondo Gecko. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot about Mondo Gecko. Which is fun because it's like, oh, I, don't, I forgot about those guys. But I remember having Mondo Gecko as a yeah. kid. He was that crazy skateboarding dude. I kind of wonder sometimes if if some of these characters they created for the toy line and then oh, just yeah. incorporated them later. I hundred because uh, he actually was telling me that Pizza Face character, he's pretty sure he was never even on the show. Really, I think they were for the toy line. I think yeah. I think He Man was probably the same way. Yeah, they created characters to sell toys, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, we can put that in the show. Yeah, you know and stuff. So yeah, but. I, Turtles is awesome, and I, and some of them I'm sure appeared in the comics and stuff, but oh, yeah. we didn't follow those as clo- as closely, especially back then. Sure. And of course, if you like wrestling comic books, check out Grapple Hold and To Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good. You can find those on Amazon or To Be the Man on Comicsology. And of course, our video game Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling. Yeah. For the Nintendo plays Charlie Shaw, Eric Barker, Travis Fowler, Soda Hunter, me or Big Underscore Bane, and uh, you know. Tear, tear him up in the old ring. And if you're good enough, you might even be able to face the boss. That's right. The old boss. Harley Race. The yeah. boss. Yeah. So check it out. Um, I know I'm not good enough. No, you're not. Neither <laughs> am I. It really bothered me that Eric Barker was so good in that game. Right. It just, 
it bought, oh my god, it made me mad. How was that not one of us? Like I know, like it was like we should have been like one of the top tier guys. What on the hell game. is going on here? But um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe a sequel will be happening. We haven't really dove into that yet. That'd be something I'd like to explore down the road for, for sure. Because sure. yeah. that that one was so much fun. Just just the having that cartridge is like, dude, this is amazing. And the best part is like before you even start playing the game and you see all the the pictures and the bios. Yep. That's the best part of the game, right there. Well, even just turning it on and like the ding, da, ding, da, ding, da, ding, da, right. that's our logo. It's like, damn. Yeah. Like when he sent that's that to cool. me, I was like, oh my god, this yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And he was pretty cool. Pack and sag day was. He was like, just I mean, just so you know, this isn't going to look like you. And I'm like, I'm aware. Yeah. Like especially, we picked six dudes with dark hair and beards. Right. Like we're not going to differentiate that much, but yeah. We still wanted to plan. Our, our our goal is like three games, you know. Yep. A trilogy, so we'll see how that goes. I don't feel like there's any huge rush on it, but nah. I know Mike the Cleaner will definitely be on board for for number two. Yeah. Well, and you know when you think about it, video games back in the day, I mean, you'd go a good two or three years before you saw another wrestling game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there's no rush on us getting that second game out there. No, I definitely agree. Uh, Bane's music, stream that, check it out. Yes. iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can get your music at. Yep. Uh, back to the Nintendo and No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, our side projects. Back to the Nintendo, we just dropped Michael Andretti's World GP. Nice. If you like racing games, that was a Brett pick, of course. Yeah, sounds like it. Yep. And uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis, still on sabbatical. I'm sure that's why you're in such a good mood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things are going great for me. I've had a good summer. I uh, can't complain. I mean, there was one hiccup around the 4th of July, but, I mean, it's been great. It's been great so far. I'm, I'm hoping September never comes. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, of course, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. You can talk about, you know, we, we do our energy shot. We actually, our energy shot this past week, man, it was a big one. That was, uh, that was a good one. Basically, we spitballed an idea live on the air. Yes. And we, we've kind of changed a lot of our ideas since then, which I think will be kind of a running thing. Like, I want to talk about that for a little while, but yeah, uh, we, we don't promote that a ton like on social media and stuff but the energy shots a really fun thing for us so hope you guys enjoy it it's fun little quick 20 30 minute podcast you can listen to so check it out drops every wednesday yes find all of our shirts prowrestlingtees.com forward slash brian breaker uh bbph.redbubble.com and now of course the new real american podcasters available on watamaneuver.net Dude, shout out to Jason Wolf for designing that. Yes. And shout out to One of Maneuver for putting that over as much as they have. Dude, One of Maneuver has been so great to work with. I don't think I've seen them put over a t-shirt as much as they have this one. The, you know, but the thing is, I've realized I've seen now that like I they put over fully posable a lot. Yeah. They put over doing the favor a lot. Yeah. And I know they put over Dobro's stuff a lot. Right. I'm just like it's just like constant. Like you just see it. And, and, it's and that, great. Yeah, and that to me is like it makes me want to work with them more. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's a company I can get into. And it's not nothing against other places, but it's like when you just upload a shirt and there's no promotion, it kind of sucks. And the fact that they go out of their way to, to throw out a little tweet or a Facebook or whatever, it's like, man, these guys are these guys are awesome. So that really that's really cool. So Absolutely. shout out to all the good people over at watermaneuver.net. We definitely want to throw some more people their way. I highly recommend using them. If you have any questions, hit me up. I'll talk to you about it. And I definitely want to get some new shirts up there. And in fact, you have some Bane shirts up there too, man. I do. Yeah, it has been a while since I've uh, put anything up on on what a maneuver, but. Uh, I'm sure eventually I'll. Excuse me. I'm sure eventually I'll get some stuff back up there. Well, I think um, album drop time will be be a good time for that, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. 
And then, of course, we got some news, man. Yeah. What was the average panda? Average panda, yeah. So I've known about this for a little bit. Yeah, before the pandemic even started, like I think this had to have been February or March, maybe. I, like I, I put a joke out on Facebook saying like I want to start a clothing line for fat people who work out, but you know, not like with like shit like saying like I'm only here because I want to eat tacos later or something like that, you know, and. And so what ended up being a joke turned out to like, like well, I might as well go ahead and just do this. I can do it all digitally. You know, it's not a big deal. And so I ended up doing it. But then COVID hit, literally all the gyms shut down. Right. And so I never told anybody about it. But then I realized just about a week or so ago that I've been paying for the website this whole time. Ah. And so I was like, holy shit, I'm paying for the website, but like not even telling anybody about this. So that's that's what prompted me just a couple of days ago to let everybody know that hey I'm doing this and it's it's a uh, the website is averagepandagear.com and you can find the uh, brand on on Instagram and Twitter Instagram uh, I believe is it's average panda gear all one word Twitter is average panda um, and it's I'll I'll put the link in the description this week just so you guys engage I mean it's literally just it turned out to be a parody of Project Rock, is what what I've essentially turned it into, and you know, the whole thing is like, I'm I'm never going to be the hardest worker in the room. Like I'm just here, you know. <laughs> like it's at least I'm here, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, you're on Instagram, obviously, like heavyweights and cuppy cakes, right? I, you know, uh, right. I want to nap after this. Yes. Only here for cheat meals. Yeah. And then of course the logo. I mean, and then also shorts. Yeah, there's shorts available. Uh, there's there's four pairs that are for men, and there's four pairs for women. Um, for the men, if if you're worried about the size, you might go a size up because I wear an XL in most most drawstring shorts, but I feel like I probably should have gone 2X myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do kind of rest a little bit above the knees, so they're not the longest basketball shorts or anything like that. But, I mean, I've had all pairs of mine that I've ordered from them. I've had them since I started this whole thing back in March, and they've held up fine. I mean, they've done great, and they look great. Um, and this is just this is the summer collection, so this was like the very first collection. I'm gonna do another one in fall, uh, and then there's gonna be another winter collection with like hoodies and and pants, track pants, and things right. like that. So uh, it's gonna be kind of a recurring thing where new stuff is gonna be available. In all of it right now, it does might might seem a little overpriced, but that's just because it's all drop shipment stuff. So. I'm essentially just getting a commission off of it. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is like all of my inventory and I'm reselling it to you. It's it's literally like I'm paying this company to direct to garment print each each one. But right, uh, you'll I mean, see it's probably no different like Redbubble and stuff. It, it's it, right, except it's on my own website uh, and in the. Um, but if you want to know about quality, go to go to the Insta. I'll be posting pictures of me in the in the clothes at certain times. I mean, I'm hoping eventually I'll be able to post other people wearing them. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. There's a lot of cool stuff I can do right now. I'm limited because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even put tank tops on the store right now. And it's like, damn, right now is a perfect time for tank tops. Yep. Uh, will be in the fall. Right. Yeah. But, uh, I, there's a chance at the beginning of August, I'll be able to do it. So maybe you guys will have a solid month <laughs> to be able to get tank tops. That'd but, be cool. Uh, but yeah. 
I, I will say this. I think, you know, especially for someone who is not a gym goer, mm-hmm. when you decide to go to the gym, you have like, well, I need equipment. Right. And, and so maybe this will be a thing where once people learn about it, they'll be like, hey, I'll go I'll go check it out. Yeah. And that's, so I think that's cool. That's I, I was glad you finally it's, launched it. Yeah. Well, and, and my whole thing was like, I, I know that when you're not a, you know, quote unquote gym rat, you know, it can be a little intimidating. You know, seeing those guys who are like super jacked. Oh yeah. You know, and it's like you know you're not that, and so it's 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 all baby steps, and this is this whole brand is kind of trying to make light of that in a sense to where you kind of make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable, you know, by kind of just laughing at yourself a little bit, like yeah, I'm I'm new to this. Just here so. for tacos. I'm here for the cheat meals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a pretty fun thing because I mean I think most people go to the gym they just want some exercise. Sure. They're not looking to be like you know. Lou Ferrigno, right? Obviously, so yeah, I think it's cool, man. I, I did, the, I dig the line. Yeah, so check that out. Was it average? AveragePandaGear.com. I'll put the I'll put the website in the description this week, so you guys can check it out. There you go, AveragePandaGear.com. And I want to bring this up too. Uh, Outsiders Beard Company is not going anywhere. I just I, I've still got that on hold because. So we we haven't really talked about that in a while. Yeah. And and a lot of that was due to the pandemic. Yeah, and I, I don't want people thinking I'm just like flip flopping ideas left and right. I mean, it's it's wait still, till six months. I'll have a new website. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, this is this is something that's still going on it's just i like i'm allowing people to give orders but i'm i'm really cautious about about promoting it and, and doing anything with it right now because because of this i don't want it to be a uh i don't i don't, I don't know i, I want to okay for instance throughout this pandemic you know you always heard like you got to wear gloves because it can attach the surfaces right then you hear no it doesn't right and, and now you hear like oh yeah you feel, wash your hands you're fine right but and if you make this stuff, it hardens, right? Yes. And then you you put it in the container and you ship it. Yes. It's probably okay by the time it gets to someone. Sure. But you're trying to be on the cautious side. I'm trying to be on the cautious because, like, we, nobody knows. Like, right. that's, that's the whole thing is literally nobody knows because this disease, has this virus hasn't been around long enough. And so it's just – I'm just trying to be cautious and be safe. And, and, and gloves right now are so damn difficult to get anyway. Right. So, it's, but even then, like you're still around, a, around right? Probably not wearing a mask, you know, right. In your own house, so yeah. Which yeah. I mean, to be fair, if I was making that, I would be sure. But sure. like, but yeah, at the moment, no. I mean, so it's just it's just one of those things. It's just on hold. This for me is so much easier to do in the meantime because like I don't touch anything, right? Like it literally comes from that that store straight the their, their warehouse straight to you. So, which I think too is if anyone buys it, um, take a picture in the gym. Absolutely, yeah. I want to, and that'll be probably most of my promotion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'll set up a a, a percent code, like a twenty percent off or something like that, because I want to, I want to give people. I know things are a little pricey on there, so I want to give people a chance to get it, get it a little bit cheaper right now. So, um, I don't have it set up right now, but I'll I'll do that soon and post it on Twitter for sure. Cool. AveragePandaGear.com. Get you yes. some shirts, get you some shorts, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to add, man? That's it. Next week, Captain Ahab himself, the Titan of Target, the Walmart Wanderer, GBM, will be on the show. He's going to drop a deuce. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> Thank you.
It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back at my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.